Hey, listen up, Loyal Gridiron Stud Show fans. There are apps, and then there are apps. Forget all the social media time wasters. I'm talking about an app that can actually put money in your pocket. I'm talking about Acorns. Ask any successful multi-millionaire or billionaire about wealth, and they will sing the praises of compound interest. When you download the Acorns app and open an account, you can instantly start putting a little compound interest in your life. Acorns sets you up with the ability to make money off of the spare change in your bank account through the use of roundups from your debit card purchases. You can also set a monthly contribution to your investment account that allows you to earn interest while you sleep. Simply set the type of investment portfolio that you want, whether that is aggressive, moderately aggressive, or conservative, then connect your bank account for deposits, then forget about it. Each purchase you make on your debit card plus your recurring monthly or weekly contribution goes into your investment account and starts compounding. On top of all that, you can earn extra investment bucks for yourself when you refer friends to Acorns. Watch out, Mark Cuban. Here comes the next billionaire. No, seriously, set up your future by downloading what I continue to call the most underrated app that's out there. Turn your financial life around with the Acorns app. I did. Click on the link in the description of this episode and download the Acorns app today. Your future will thank you. Welcome to the Gridiron Stud Show. Chad Wilson here. It is another edition of the Recruiting School Podcast. Happy to have you guys on. Uh, took a week off there, had to handle some things, but I'm back. And um, I'm here for the next 45 minutes to an hour. It may even be a little bit shorter today. But you know, when I've said that in the past, I've ended up having some of my longer shows. So I'm not going to commit myself to anything here, but I'm uh, going to stay really stuck to the topic here today. And today's topic is if you're not a if you're not a top prospect, you got to find your gimmick in recruiting. All right? Got to find your gimmick in recruiting. It's all about marketing yourself. Um, and when I say stuff like that, guys start to think, "Oh, marketing, that means you aren't really that good." No, it's not what I'm talking about. Good companies have to market themselves. Good individuals, people that are good at whatever it is they do, do have to market themselves. And I know the common wisdom is that, oh, okay, uh, you know, if you're good, people will know. Well, they will, but still got to market yourself. All right, that's the way things work here. So that's going to be our topic today. Find your gimmick in recruiting. All right, before we jump into that and other things, just want to remind you guys to follow me on all of the social media networks, TikTok. Instagram, Twitter, I keep it simple for you guys, at Gridiron Studs. I don't do anything crazy like that boy Chad underscore era 27530. You've got to see me absolutely losing my mind trying to tag uh, some guys on Instagram when I'm trying to show them some love and they have a way out handle that I could never guess. I won't remember because, you know, we've got so many people um, that I have to do this for on a daily and weekly basis. I'm just not going to remember your Instagram name unless it's, you know, if I can't search you by your name, then I'm going to have a hard time finding you. So first of all, you should have your name in there. And if you don't have a simple handle, whether that's Twitter or on Instagram. I absolutely lose my mind trying to find some of you guys. So if you're trying to be found, you know, if you're trying to uh, be recruited by somebody, if you're trying to be found by uh, a college coach or a college football program, you owe it to yourself to simplify your handle, your Instagram name, your Twitter name, etc., and get your name in your bio so that you can be found when a person is putting your name in. Because if I'm having trouble, I best believe a college coach is having trouble. All right? So, um, I keep it simple. At Gridiron Studs on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Find me there. Follow me on all of those social media networks. Also, I want you to subscribe to the podcast. If this is your first time here and you have not yet subscribed, go ahead and do that right now. 
whether you're on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you're using to stream and listen to this podcast right now, go ahead and subscribe. Got constant content coming your way, stuff you're going to want to hear, listen to, and so uh, you don't want to miss another show. And um, so that means go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Find that subscribe button. If you want to contact me about the show, first of all, if you're on Anchor, they have this great thing called voice messages. Been trying to get people to use this. Don't be afraid. Get your voice on there, man. It's okay. Use voice messages or you can uh, email me, cwilson at gridironstuds.com. Again, cwilson at gridironstuds.com. Finally, We've crossed the 16,000 prospect mark on the Gridiron Studs app. Extremely pleased about that. That's an awful lot of people using um, this wonderful app that has been created to give exposure to high school football players, college football prospects, even guys in junior college. Because I realize now the junior college crowd is getting overlooked. They're getting pushed aside for the transfer portal. They're probably taking it the hardest at the moment. You know, I know high schoolers were getting hit, especially with COVID and guys being able to come back on the college football rosters, but the uh, JUCOs are getting hit hard. It's getting it's getting difficult for you guys out there. So um, the Gridiron Studs app is for you as well. Get on there right now. Download it, whether you're on the iPhone or you've Team Android. Go to Google Play Store or the App Store. Download it right now. Search Gridiron Studs and download it right now. Gridiron Studs app. Create a profile, boost your recruiting. Do that ASAP. 16,000 other prospects have done so. Fall in line. Fall in line. All right. So looking forward to you guys doing that. And then, you know, also follow me on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash CWilson91. Bunch of information on creating a highlight video that college coaches will watch. Because I'm here to tell you so many highlight videos don't get watched. So many of them just off of simple mistakes. Um, so you guys definitely want to follow me on YouTube. I've got also, along with highlight video tips and tricks, um, a ton of information on getting recruited. Tips there for you as well. And if you think you're a guy that doesn't need tips, okay. I get a ton of emails and desperate texts from college, fo- uh, high school f- seniors every year. Trying to make up for lost time. They ignored all of the advice. I know how it is when you're a teen. You put out the hottest fires. What you were interested in as a sophomore, you're not interested in as a senior. So if you happen to be listening to this in your young ninth, 10th grade, take my advice. Continue to listen. Use as many sources and resources as you have available to you in this recruiting process because you're never as good as you think you are. And Having um, as much advice and counsel as possible in this process will definitely work out for you in the end. Don't play games with it. And if you're a parent, kudos to you for listening to this. Um, You're in the right spot. So go ahead and uh, subscribe to me on this podcast as well as on YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash CWilson91. Plenty of material there for you to help you through this at times stressful college football recruiting process. All right, and again, our main topic today is find your gimmick in recruiting. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, What are some things to look at? Strolling through the 2022 team rankings for you college football recruiting fans out there. About a couple of weeks ago, things looked a little shady. They looked different than they had in the past. There were some new teams atop the list here. And uh, some of the more notable um, annual top finishers were nowhere to be found, but things are starting to shape out now. Call it the uh, pandemic being, you know, coming coming to a close, if I could say that. The dead period being over. We've had a very fast and furious um, week plus here where, you know, the dead period is, has ended and college teams have been able to uh, have their camps and get a ton of players on campus. Offers are being handed out. Commitments are being made. I think we've had over 30 Power 5 um, commitments here over the last week or so. So things have changed dramatically, I would say. But uh, taking a look at things, number one in the country is Ohio State. 
can't say enough about what Ryan Day has been able to do in terms of recruiting. He's just carried on what Urban Meyer set up there, and he and then some. So right now they're sitting atop there with 13 total commitments, four five stars, four five stars. We're only in June, and we like I said, we just reopened recruiting basically, and these guys have already bagged four five stars. I mean, it just really looks like Ohio State is going to continue to be the cup of tea in the Big Ten. Sorry, Michigan. Sorry, Penn State. Sorry, anyone else trying to step up there. It's Ohio State and everyone else kind of looking kind of looking like what things are in the SEC, Alabama and then everyone else. But so far as this 2022 class is shaping up, Ohio State is sitting there at number one. Number two is LSU trying to shake off a very ugly 2020. And it seems the recruits are not too worried about it. As they sit there with number two, they have two five-stars, eight four-stars. Number three, the usual suspect, Georgia. How about them in the transfer portal last week? Pulling in pulling in two big ones, one from LSU, one from Clemson to get a corner, get a tight end, get Eric Elbert. Or Eric Elbert, or Eric Elbert. You know what I'm talking about. Bag to tight end from LSU and corner from Clemson. Which has nothing to do with them being third in the class of 2022. It's just Georgia doing Georgia things when it comes to recruiting. Number four is Notre Dame. We'll see if they'll be able to hang right there in that top five. Listen, if Notre Dame can get around to recruiting, if they can hang around, if they could stay in the top five or ten, Notre Dame could get back to being a problem. And I know that pisses off people. Everyone outside of Notre Damehood. All of the non-Notre Dame fans just absolutely hate the Fighting Irish. They're a love or hate type of program. And I'm telling you, with what they've got going on, if they can hang around in the top 10 or even the top 5 in recruiting, they're going to be a problem. You don't see this name very often. Number 5 is Mississippi State. 14 overall signees. They have zero five-stars. Zero five-stars committed for Notre Dame as well, by the way. But they've got 10 four-stars. Oklahoma, coming in at number six. No big surprise there. Program's been strong the last few years. Done some winning. Um, Has managed to get into the college football playoff. Been developing quarterbacks and wide receivers. Very much in the news. No surprise there. This is a surprise, Rutgers. You got to love it. Uh, Call me a pessimist. I don't see them finishing in the top ten. But for right now... They are uh, handling their business. They should take a picture of this and say, at one point, we were number seven in the country. We were in the top ten. Whatever the case may be, they are uh, doing more than they have done in the most recent past with their recruiting. Greg Schiano back in the program that made him, and uh, he's doing good things. So... I don't want to take a dump on that. Getting the job done on the trail with Rutgers. Like I said, it's going to get the rubber's going to meet the road here soon. If he's able to hang in that top 10, what a major accomplishment. But anyway, Rutgers at number seven. Penn State at number eight. John Franklin always does. uh, James Franklin always does a good job wherever he goes. Continuing to do that at Penn State. Somebody has got to hang with Ohio State. Somebody's got to do it. So 11 commitments, 7 four-stars, no five-stars. Kentucky, number nine. Also a surprise, you don't typically see Kentucky there. They're number nine, 10 total commits. Six of them are four-stars. Don't imagine they will remain there, but I could be wrong. Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher, they've been strong. A strong season. Jimbo talking trash this offseason about unseating Alabama, etc., etc., making good on it on the trail. They're sitting at number 10 and uh, looking to climb higher than that. Where's Alabama? They're right outside at number 11, lurking around. Alabama and Texas lurking around at 11 and 12. You know they'll be in the top 10. Book it. You can book that. They'll be in that top 10. Alabama for sure. Texas will have to see. What Sark can do there, but it is Texas. Should be in the top 10 every year. You're in the biggest state, 
the biggest high school football state, and you're the marquee college football program. Sorry, Jimbo. In the state, you should be in the top 10 every year. What about the state of Florida? Because uh, that's where the majority of my listeners are from. How are we doing in the state of Florida? Mike Norvell trying to do his thing, trying to clean up a program that has fallen so hard on their face the last few years. Starts with what you're doing on the trail. Had some mega camps. Had a lot of buzz around the Florida State program over the last oh, this past weekend to say right now sitting at number 13. Florida, coming off of yet another double-digit win season. They've just extended head coach Dan Mullen. Sitting at number 24, they got work to do. They've got things they need to do. And if there's been a knock on Dan Mullen in his uh, return to Gainesville, it's been in the area of recruiting. He's done a good job developing guys for the most part, but in the area of recruiting, the fans are chirping. And uh, being number 24 right now is not going to help. University of Miami, 66. Uh, Let's go, Miami. Manny Diaz, let's go. Obviously, the Canes are going to climb. How much, though? Um, remains to be seen. Sitting at 66 in June. All right, you know, you say let's not panic. It's early yet, but 66? Got to get right. Two commits. We'll see what the next few weeks here brings. The next few weeks doesn't bring some commits, and uh, we start climbing out of Route 66, then it's probably time to hit the panic button. Kane's fans. So that's the story. Those are the things going on in terms of team rankings. What about our individual players? Sitting at number one in the class of 2022 is Quinn Ewers. Where are you guys on Quinn Ewers? I think the kid can play. I think he he has a talent. Is there a little bit of hype? Perhaps there is. The kid's got a strong arm, though. And um, you know what? He's, he's good at everything that you've got to... Be at quarterback. He's just all around good. And he's got the, you know, hand cannon, which he's displayed. But he's just all around good. And so, probably very worthy of that spot. Travis Hunter, it's all I've heard about this offseason. Definitely during the 7-on-7 season. I'm on record for saying I'd like to see a little more of him in terms of defensive back skills. His big claim to fame are the catches that he makes on offense. And I've spoken about this. We love to we love to turn DBs that play a lot of wide receiver into five stars. I'm not trying to piss on anyone's parade here, but I need to see more of Travis Hunter, the DB, since that's what we're calling him. Rivals list him as an athlete. This kid might very well end up on offense. Travis Shaw, defensive tackle, is number three. Julian Armella from St. Thomas Aquinas, back at St. Thomas, is uh, number four. And Jaheim Singletary, uh, DB, committed to Ohio State, is in at number five. Not going to run through the whole list here because we know that's going to get flipped and changed around quite a bit going forward. We are in camp season. Um, So I do want to talk about some of the do's and don'ts when you go to camp. I don't want you guys out there. One of the things that, you know, I think guys need to chill out on is getting MVP of the camp. Chill out on that, guys. All right. Four, five hundred, six hundred people at a camp. One guy's going to get the MVP. Don't sweat it if you don't get it. Okay. I don't want to say it doesn't matter, okay? It's something nice to look at 10 years, 20 years from now, okay? You still know where it is, and it's not in a cardboard box in your garage, halfway broken, but it's not going to make or break you as a recruit, all right? So, number one, get off of that. When you guys go to these camps, evaluate your your results. Try to learn as much as possible. These are actual college coaches now at these camps that you're going to. It's not the exposure camp, shoe camps where you're not entirely sure who will be coaching you. Uh, you know, rivals, Nike, the guys that put on these big camps do a really good job of getting solid coaches there. But 
these camps you're going to now on college campuses are actual college coaches right there in the middle of the fight, coaching on Saturdays. They're teaching you something. Learn as much as possible. Take it with you. Go back. Use it Friday nights this fall to win and make plays and produce the kind of film that will bring them back to you and have them offering you. So you definitely, that's one of the big things you've got to do when you go to these camps is learn. If you're on campuses with Nick Saban and Dabo Swinney and Kirby Smart, Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh and Steve Sarkeesian and all these great coaches and their staffs and they're teaching you something, absorb as much of that as possible. You are very fortunate to be there. I know these camps are packed. I'm here to tell you there are much more guys who can't afford it, don't have the time, whatever the case may be, that can't get out there that are going to play on Friday nights and not have the benefit of having been to these camps. So use it to your advantage. Learn as much as possible. How can you make an impression on a coach? I know some of you guys go there and you have a negative you know, mindset. Uh, you know, well, I'm not big or I'm not a five-star or I don't have offers. First of all, clear all that negativity out of your head. Do not go to camp with those th- with that thought process. Kill those thoughts right now. Second, do the little things. Be a hustler when you're at camp. When you're on the field, move around, run around. Don't walk when you're on the field. Have respect for the game. When you're in a line and there's a drill going on, when it's your turn, run out. Don't walk out. Please, for the love of God, don't walk out. As a guy who's worked camps, both exposure camps and college camps, I'm telling you, nothing will get you downgraded, ignored, cast aside if you walking out to start a drill. I cannot stress that enough. I say that at all my training sessions at All Eyes DB Camp. If you're a walker, I promise you things aren't going to go the way you want at camp. You're not getting an offer. You're just not. Not going to happen for you. So when it's your turn, jog out, run out, sprint out. When the drill's over, run back. Jog back to the end of the line or wherever it is next you got to be. Don't finish a drill and walk. Please don't do that. You are constantly being evaluated. And so, you know, when a coach is out there coaching you, he wants to see some energy out of his guys. And he doesn't need you out there walking. You walk, then another guy walks, and then his whole unit is walking, and then he's not. Let me tell you something. I don't know how it is at your high schools, but in the colleges, the individual period with your position coach is the highlight of his day. And he has so many things to get done in a short amount of time. You never get everything you want to get done in your individual period if you're a coach. And you are going to get extremely angry at any guy who can't follow directions or is walking around and slowing down the progress of your individual period. So these camps, you have those individual periods where you're doing drills. Hustle out when it's your turn. Hustle out of the way when you're, when you're done with the drill. Make eye contact with the coach when he's talking. It's the only way he knows that you're listening. If you have your head down or you're looking elsewhere or you're, you know, completely spun around the other way or looking at another part of the field, he's not sure that you're listening. It's a bad look. I'm telling you that right now, it's a bad look. You listen with your eyes. It's the only way the coach knows that you're paying attention. God forbid if you're looking down or you're looking elsewhere and you go out for your turn on a drill and you do it wrong. Man, I'm telling you, you get downgraded. You better be 6'4 and running a 4'5 or something if you're doing that. It's the only way they're going to continue to even possibly, maybe, maybe, maybe continue to pay attention to you. But if you don't meet those physical, if you don't meet that physical criteria and you're out there walking around and not making eye contact and can't follow directions, Good Lord, you're just out there exercising. Trust me, they will turn you off quick. All right, and that other thing too is follow directions. I mean, focus in on the details of whatever it is that coach is teaching you before you go and do that drill and do your best to execute it exactly the way that he said it. 
And when other guys are going, pay attention. Listen to what the coach is saying to the guys that are going. Listen to the guys he corrects. Listen to the guys that he um, encourages, congratulates, says he, you know, a good job to. Notice what they did. Go out there and do that same thing. I mean, it's not that hard. But some guys finish a drill and they go daydream. And they're waiting for their turn, but they're not paying attention at all to what's happening. They're just not taking it in. Take mental reps. Watch the other guys that are going. Learn from what they're doing so that your rep is clean. These are the ways that you will make an impression on the coach. And the final way is be the alpha. Go ahead and lead the drills. Now, I'm not telling you to go damn near get in a fist fight with another guy who insists on being first. Try to be first, man. And listen, if no one wants to be that, you be that guy. Yeah, I know that means there's a chance you might mess the drill up. You won't if you do what I just told you. Pay attention. Focus on the details. But yes, there's a chance you may do it wrong. The coach may not have entirely explained it the way he needed to, and you're the first guy, and so if you mess it up, he'll correct you. But that guy that leads the drills catches that coach's attention. Don't be hanging around in the back. And when it comes time for when it comes for competition time, seven on seven, one on ones. Don't hang in the back. First of all, your mom, dad, whoever's there with you is going to be up your rear end if um, they drove all the way out there to take you to a camp and paid money and you're hanging around in the back not taking reps. First of all, that's going to be a problem. Second of all, it doesn't do anything for you. Go out there as many times as you can. Get as many reps as possible. You learn when you take those reps. Be competitive. Don't shy away from anyone. Go line up against that really good wide receiver or defensive back. Go take those reps against that strong linebacker or offensive lineman. Come out of your shell. You did not go to this camp to hide. You came out there to be, to get exposure. And if it turns out that you got exposed, well, so be it. Now you know what you need to work on, and you've got a whole fall football season coming up for you to fix those things that went wrong. And on top of that, you're probably going to multiple camps. So if you got some things wrong in that first camp, you fix them, you're that much better in the second camp and then the third camp and then the fourth and fifth camp. You should be a whole lot better than the first camp. But if you don't go out there, you hide in the back because you're afraid, you don't want to get exposed by some guy that's better than you, you don't have an opportunity to be better in the second camp or the third camp or the fourth camp. You'll be on that fifth camp looking like you did in the first camp. Hiding. Don't be that guy. All right? So you hustle. You make eye contact. You be an alpha and lead. You follow directions. These are things you can do. Even when you're not six foot five, which everyone gets, you know, hung up on. Oh, they just like the strong big guys. Well, yeah, it's football. You guys play this game. You watch it, right? It's physical. Speed kills. You guys watch Tyreek Hill running up and down the field on Sundays. Speed kills. So it matters, and they want it. Tough to teach that speed. Start getting to the college football level. You can't teach height. So yes, they're attracted to those things. Doesn't mean they're not going to look at you. They won't if you have a negative mindset. Well, you know, I'm not a 6'2 corner. I'm 5'9". Okay, so what? Go out there and ball and do the things that I just told you. Pay attention, follow directions, hustle, be an alpha, be a leader, and get reps. It's how you overcome not having all these other things. And yes, while they are attracted to height, weight, and speed, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, BS you. They are. I'm going to tell you right now, college Coaches, high school coaches, football coaches, at all levels, love intelligent players. They love guys that'll hustle. They love guys that they don't have to say the same thing to over and over again. 
So when the big guy with all of the natural God-given ability starts stumbling over himself, you got to be Johnny on the spot. That's going to be a little bit about what I talk about today. Stay tuned for our main topic, which is coming right up. Find your gimmick in recruiting. But yes, it's camp season and we're out to impress people. So at all times while you're out there, have energy. Be mindful of it. Don't start getting sluggish out there. Yes, I know it's hot. I swear the sun is getting closer. Every summer gets hotter and hotter. But you know what? You're out there, man. And it's the same sun that's on the guy next to you that you're competing for those college football scholarships. So that can't be your excuse. Someone's going to get offered. Someone's going to end up on a radar. Someone's going to catch that coach's attention. It might as well be you. Don't let the sun be an excuse. Don't let the fact that you are not that tall be an excuse. Don't let the fact that you're not as fast as the next guy be an excuse. Control the controllables. Your effort, your intelligence, your ability to follow directions, those things. Control that. And then, you know what? Live with the results. Evaluate the results. Didn't have a good camp? Sit back, evaluate it, figure out why that happened, fix it because the next camp is coming, whether it's the next day, the next week, whatever. Evaluate it. You go kill it at camp, don't go around smoking a cigarette, drinking champagne and beer and, you know, break your arm patting yourself on the back. You're only as good as that last performance. So don't relax. Evaluate also while you were while you were good in that camp. Think about what you did right. Spend some time thinking about what you did wrong even though you had a great camp and duplicate that for the next one. Never know who's watching. That next camp might be the one where you get offered. All right? So I hope you guys understand that. Those That's Chad Wilson do's and don'ts for camp season. And I know all you guys are excited to be back on campuses. Um, and this dead period is over. I think it's a great thing. But uh, it's dog-eat-dog dog out there right now. Because, you know, there's a little bit of a situation in college football right now. No one's years counted. For the guys in college, so a bunch of guys came back. It has shortened rosters. It has limited scholarship opportunities. So, you know, the margin of error for you guys in high school has gotten smaller. We have this transfer portal right now, which is a huge thing. It's been more and more of a go-to for the college programs trying to fill the holes in their roster. They seem to be getting more and more willing to fill those roster spots with guys that are already on in a college program. More so if they went to a school that's considered bigger than theirs. The group of five schools love to get the bounce backs from the power fives that enter that portal. Same thing for the FCS schools. Sucks, I know, but it is what it is, as they say, and so you need to act accordingly. You need to adjust to the new climate, the new environment in college football recruiting, and that means you've got less margin for error. You go to a camp... Be on point. Find the energy. Figure it out. Get enough rest. Don't be up with friends late and go out there dragging ass. You're going to waste a lot of time and probably screw yourself out of an opportunity. So don't be that guy. Do not take not one single camp, a rep at a camp, or a moment at a camp for granted because sometimes, guys, it just takes that one thing. You can make that one play. It could be that one drill. Seems crazy, but it's the way it goes. You might kill it in one drill that a coach really, really cares about. Coach might have a drill that, in his mind, this really lets me know if this guy is a guy for me. It's this one drill right here, and that's the one drill you go out there and kill it in. Well, mind you, I'm telling you to kill it in every drill because you never know. But that one drill might be the thing for him. And since you're trying to kill it in every single drill, every single rep, you go out there, you kill it in that drill, and you he starts liking you. And maybe or maybe not, he offers you right then and there at the camp. But you get on his radar, and now he's checking in with your coach during the season. Maybe he wanted to see you grow a little more. Maybe there was something you were lacking. Maybe you were a little thin. Who knows? Maybe you just were... 
new or young to the game and he just wants to see you know how you progress just because a coach doesn't offer you right then and there on the spot at the camp doesn't mean he's not interested in you you never know what's going on behind the scenes and don't take everything personally coach didn't offer you could be something as simple as the coordinator on his side of the ball says we want x player we want this kind of player this height this weight and you don't fit that but he likes you and so he's trying to figure out a way that he could stand on the table and get you slid in there so you can't just do it right away they got to go upstairs and talk about it they're going to talk about it in days to come weeks to come whatever but he likes you increase your chances of being liked by hustling in everything that you do when you go to a camp you can rest when the camp's over that's how you guys are going to handle camp season. See, you're about to kill camp season now because you listen to the Gridiron Stud Show, Recruiting School Podcast. But it's time now to get to our main topic, which kind of merges a little bit with what I just talked about. Many of you out there are not elite prospects. Most prospects are not elite prospects. There's only a handful of those guys. It's only, you know, very few Trevor Lawrence's out there or Adrian Peterson's or Quinn Ewers or whatever. There's only a handful of five stars every year. Does not mean you've got a yellow brick road to the NFL and success. Doesn't mean that. Matter of fact, the NFL is made up of a ton of undrafted free agents. A ton of them. Mid and late round picks all over the NFL. But that's beside the point. Right now we're talking about your future and continuing to play this game. So if you're not an elite prospect, I'm telling you today, you got to find your gimmick in recruiting. Now gimmick might be a strong word. But it's an emotional word. It's a word that probably attracted you to this podcast. And if that's what got you here, then mission accomplished. Because if you're a prospect or the parent of a prospect, I need you guys to listen up to me here. One of the best ways to succeed in life is to have great self-awareness. It is the absolute key in recruiting. Self-awareness is so rare right now in our society that one can describe it as an art. Something that should be normal has turned into an art form for someone who has it. We're, you know, when you run across someone with self-awareness now, we just treat them like they have uh, six fingers on one hand. Now, as a college football recruit, self-awareness is going to be a prized possession. Oftentimes, an elite recruit is recognized as such in eighth or ninth grade. You guys have seen it. Guy's in eighth grade, hasn't even hit high school, or he's in ninth grade, hasn't even hit the varsity field, and he's getting offers left and right. I know, it can be annoying, but it is what it is. Elite prospects a lot of times are identified as that as early as those grades, sometimes even before that, crazy enough. Now, what makes them elite? It's usually one of two things. Either the prospect has unusual height or you know unusual speed, something abnormal. Sometimes they have both, in which case they're a no-doubter. And the rest of the faces, the rest of the prospects are just faces in the crowd until they find a way to break out. So we're going to talk about how you can break out. One of the biggest mistakes that potential recruits make is thinking that their on-field production is going to be enough to have colleges beating down their door. This is not as true as some would like to think it is. A five foot nine quarterback that throws fifty touchdowns in a season is still five foot nine, and thus he's not all that attractive to colleges. A one hundred and eighty five pound defensive end with thirty sacks in a season is still a one hundred and eighty five pound defensive end, and that's just not going to fly when you get into college and you're facing a three hundred and twenty pound left tackle. So at 185 pounds, you're just not going to be attractive as a defensive end to college football programs. So when the deck's stacked against you like that, what can you do? 
First and foremost, all prospects should enter high school with the full intent of being a good student. That's number one. That should that goes without saying. Trying to overcome the bad grades of the freshman and sophomore years when you're a junior, um, you know, it's like the worst team in the NFL trying to make a playoff run starting in week 10 when they've won one or two games. The point is, more important for the prospects that don't fit into the category of elite. If you don't fit into that category of elite, you, you definitely have to have your grades on point. At some point, you may have to face the fact that you aren't a Division I player and you'll need your academics to help you continue your football career. For your information, many a football player have come from college football programs that fall below the level of FBS. I told you guys the NFL is littered with undrafted free agents and late-round picks, many of them coming from schools that fall below the Power 5 or Group of 5 level. I'm talking FCS Division 2. The trick for prospects is to try to continue playing. You never know how things will break for you down the road. That five foot nine quarterback may need to frame himself as an incredibly intelligent player who can overcome the physical limitation with, you know, sheer IQ and ability to find an opponent's weakness. When you're not elite, getting eyeballs on you and recruiting can have a lot to do with how you package yourself. Are you a five foot eight wide receiver? You already know what the story is going to be for you. You already know. So if you're fast, you need to play up this fact. How can you do this? First and foremost, simple answer. I tell you guys all the time, run track. College coaches trust track times. They're not too big on trusting 4-3 at some weekend camp on a dusty field off of an interstate. They will, however, trust a 10-700-meter time at your district championships. They're going to trust that. Now I'm going to use current Auburn running back Sean Shivers as an example. Shivers is probably five foot six, And I'm certain he knew he was not going to reach the height of an NBA power forward. I'm sure he knew that. He did, however, balance out the lack of height with uncanny speed by working hard as a track athlete. Colleges are willing to overlook your lack of speed as they were with Shivers who had many offers coming out of high school. Shamanan Madonna in Hollywood, Florida. They'll overlook that when you have elite speed. Shivers ran a 10-300. He was one of the fastest guys in the country coming out. It's rare to see Power 5 program extend offers to prospects that are 5-6. Super rare. Now, I'm not saying you've got to be one of the fastest athletes in the country like Shivers was, but I'm saying it's in your best interest to develop great speed if you're height-challenged. And again, one of the best ways to do that is with track. Put your ego aside. Get the negativity out of your head about track practices and how hard they are. You play football for crying out loud. If you can get through conditioning with your football team, you can get through a track practice. It's all about what you have in your head. It's the mental. And when you've developed that kind of speed, take every opportunity to play up that speed. Your huddle clips should feature you running away from people. You should post your track times and accomplishments. Market that gimmick. And if it's speed, you have to let people know. And what if you're a 185-pound defensive end that's playing that position because you're great at it and your team needs you there? We know this stuff happens. You have to know that colleges are not likely to sign you up to play that position. The best thing for you to do is not necessarily harass the coach to move you to linebacker or DB, but rather go learn linebacker and or DB techniques. Then you can attend camp and play the linebacker position at the camps. Be sure to have someone film you doing linebacker drills and performing at linebacker or defensive back. You can also go through the linebacker and DB drills with a trainer and have yourself filmed performing those drills. Use that footage as part of what you package and send out to college recruiters. Yes, you can play these other positions where your size would be a little bit more appropriate. Do you have a family member that played college football or professional sports? By all means, use that. Sometimes having that pedigree will be the decision maker for you with colleges. 
Colleges know that taking the son of a professional athlete can often pay off when it's not readily apparent that the skill is there. Sometimes athletes develop slowly, but if you can show that others in your bloodline have it, a college coach might take that risk. Did your dad or uncle or cousin play professional basketball? Put that information out there. I've watched plenty sons of former professional athletes look goofy in their young years only to blossom into a monster later on. When I was in high school and colleges would send me questionnaires, one of the questions on all of them was, list any family members that have played college football. That question wasn't on there for no reason. Colleges know the value of a bloodline, of pedigree. The bottom line is this. You have to find your angle as a recruit when you're not elite and exploit it. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. Don't be embarrassed to do it. You're trying to get a scholarship. Forget about what people say, think, whatever, talking about yourself, etc. Forget all that. Don't think that when the time comes, colleges will offer your scholarship just because. Realize that there are tons upon tons of high school football players for them to choose from. I need you guys to understand that. You see how many, you see how many prospects are at the camps you go to? And that's just local players, local, like in your county or your city. Not even your state, not even the rest of the country, 50 states, all wanting what you want. Perhaps you go to a school that's produced a ton of great college football players. Find something that works in your favor, and I'm telling you that you, that you scoring the most touchdowns in the county is not going to be it. Ton of guys that have piled up stats in high school football. Sometimes it's just the kind of guys that you're playing against. If you're playing against a bunch of guys on Friday night that aren't going to get anywhere close to a college football field, well then you piling up 200 yards rushing or getting five sacks doesn't mean much. You did it against guys that you're not going to see at the next level. And the colleges that are evaluating you know this. So I'm telling you to dig harder, think smarter, and find your unique asset that makes you stand out of the crowd of thousands upon thousands of prospects that are in your class fighting for a college scholarship. That's just the bottom line. Find your gimmick. Find a thing that's going to market you to the schools. And if you have a problem trying to figure out what that might be, feel free to reach out to me. Again, you can email me, cwilson at gridironstuds.com, or you can use the voice message feature if you're on anchor i'm dying for guys to use that but i need you to see that you're all just faces in the crowd most of you 98 percent of you out there are just faces in the crowd and you've got to find a way to stand out you've got to find out you got to find a way to get your hair to light on fire as they're looking at everyone and the attention come upon you so if that's your speed that then you play that uncle cousin brother played college sports professional sports play that up you're a smaller quarterback with a hand cannon you know what go film yourself launching a ball 70 yards like Quinn Ewers now he's big on top of that but I'm just saying if you got an arm like that get it on film we're in a digital world. Everyone, Everything gets filmed now. You got a talent, something special, something unique, play it up. I guess that's the, what I'm really telling you here. You got something unique, something abnormal, something rare, you got to play it up. And for you guys in the skill positions that are shorter, I can't go run track. Go do it. Do it. Yes, you might finish last in a few track meets and... The people that aren't going anywhere, that are not. So those guys who are not in your category, not where you are. Yeah, they might make fun of you. They might say this and that, whatever. Stop worrying about those people. Again, they're not going where you're going. It's fine. If you ran an 11-800 at the beginning of track season and at the end of track season you ran an 11-4 or 11-300, you are now a faster athlete. You will be faster on the field this football season, the next football season, and you will make more plays 
and you'll put yourself closer to getting those offers and getting the college football scholarship that you want. And whoever had something to say when you were finishing last on that track can sit in the stands in the auditorium on signing day and watch you sign a college football scholarship and move on. All right, so put your ego aside. I hope you guys got this message here today. Again, um, if you want to reach out to me on anything here, see Wilson at gridironstuds.com. Feel free to reach out to me. I want to thank all you guys for listening to the show today. Yes, it's camp season, guys. Go out there. Get it done. Go fight for what's yours. Learn from the experience. And most of all, enjoy this experience, guys, because it goes by quick. And when it's over, it's over. And football is a business after this if you're lucky enough to continue playing it by uh, after high school. Turns into a business. Enjoy these high school years, these camps, these practices, these off. Even enjoy the summer conditioning with your coaches and your friends because you will miss it. Crazy as that sounds, you will miss it when it's all gone. All right. Once again, thank you guys for listening. And until next week, thank you for listening to the Great Iron Stud Show. Listeners, if you love getting cash back like I do, then you've got to get the Get Upside app right now. Get cash back on your everyday purchases without changing anything about how you shop or live. You'll pay however you normally do with a credit card or debit card and cash back will be deposited directly to your GetUpside account. There's no limit on how much you can earn. GetUpside even works with other coupons, discounts, and loyalty programs. First, you claim your offer. Find local offers on everything from gasoline to restaurants and everything in between. Second, you spend. You shop as you would at your favorite spots around town. Third, check in or scan receipts. Check in to log your purchase and you'll be on your way. Finally, get rewards. Earn cash back and cash out whenever you want via PayPal, e-gift card, or check. It's just that simple. I love coffee, and I get mine for free just by earning cash back from GetUpside. Download the app and get started getting your cash back today. Click on the link in the description of this episode to get started.